because I'm going to need some fucking coffee to get through this day. <laughs> For sure. Anyways, we need to get started on this. So Sure. Ready? I'm ready when you are, <laughs> sir. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of 4.30 in the morning. This is your boy, Ben. And Pat is back as well. 39, right? Episode 39. Damn. You know, 39 is the first number that's divisible by 13 and 3. No shit. In case you guys are interested in math, <laughs> that might be getting cut. Anyways, episode... 39. 39. You know, it's been a good stretch. Yeah, it has. Uh, we've been advertising a little bit. Sure has. The ratings haven't really reflected that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying, but uh, I don't think anybody's really interested and listening to our show so of course know. they are we've got like 33 unique listeners that have hit the show on spotify that's good and spotify gives us different stats than what anchor does uh-huh. so i don't know what our stats are really looking <laughs> like right now because it's not conducive so, what does spotify say like what are the total listens on spotify spotify has like 1760 starts mm-hmm. and like 1400 finishes <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And then Anchor has it like at like seventeen fifteen right now or something. All right, so that's pretty good. It's not bad. But then Anchor encompasses everything, so I think Apple has their own thing and like Google has their own thing. Sure. And Spotify is only like seventy percent of the market or eighty percent of the market right now. So that's pretty good. I don't know. Hey, fourteen hundred out of seventeen hundred. It's yeah. not bad. But we're gonna start pushing the advertising pretty hardcore. Sure. I'm telling everybody I know about the show. I'm trying to get as many listeners as possible. Right. I don't know what you've been doing on your front but same man just at work and shit trying yeah. to spread it uh, i'm gonna start sharing it on my actual facebook i shared one episode it didn't <laughs> yeah. get much it didn't get much attention so That's all right. i'm gonna keep spamming facebook we can do those boost things yeah and if you guys want to donate to the show please donate to 4 30 in the morning uh if you guys know ben and pat and you guys want to invest a little bit into the show every dollar that you invest in 4 30 in the morning is going right back into the show right now 100 percent. so if you want to if you want to donate we'll put it right in the advertising or equipment upgrades or whatever. Any every dollar that you spend on our show is gonna go right back into the show. Definitely. Anyways, on that note, you got any news today? Yeah. Uh, I should have two, but one of them's not loading very well, so it might just be one. All right. This is from Odd ah, News. Ready for this one? Yes. Library book returned to British Cathedral. It was three hundred years overdue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> 300 years overdue. Officials at a British cathedral said a book that arrived in the mail recently is believed to have been checked out from the libraries uh, to the facility's library more than 300 years ago. Could you imagine? I... <laughs> How, how do you find that out? Like, did they just like there? It could be anything. Like, there could have been easily been like a mark in the book that was like property of library. Yeah, because sure. they did shit like that back then. Yeah, okay, I guess that. Makes or sense. they stamped it or something. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Three hundred years overdue. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Keith Farrow, who has served as vice dean and canon missioner at Sheffield Cathedral since 2014, said the said the book a 1704 printing of the faith and practice of a church of england man arrived in the mail this week along with a note from a woman explaining its origins it has come back to us because a lady in wales whose godmother passed away found it amongst her belongings in her will was the bequest that it should return to the sheffield cathedral so that's what the note said apparently wow inside it's actually dated 1709 and it's very beautifully written and it says this book belongs to ye lending library at sheffield church interesting 
So that's pretty crazy. Three hundred years old. But that's crazy. Crazy shit. Yeah, huh? three hundred years old. I wonder what the what the <laughs> what the library fine was on. Yeah, that. I wonder. What, yeah. One million pence. That's so I don't funny. Know. Anyways, I'll get into my first one. And this one, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do this one or not, but it's from ABC Seven News out of Massachusetts. Okay. Police chase ends at McDonald's drive-through as woman orders food in middle of pursuit. <laughs> this wasn't your second one, was it? No. Okay. So apparently a woman stole a truck uh, in Worcester, Massachusetts, which I feel like we've talked about on the show before. I feel like we've talked about we that. We might city. have. Yeah. Anyways, they got a call. The cops got a call about a stolen pickup truck. And then I guess the woman just like climbed into his truck and drove away. Hmm. And the guy that the, the owned the truck had like, his GPS tracking was tracking it like as it was driving away. So he knew exactly where the truck was at. Yeah. So the cops were in pursuit. They were looking for the car. They knew where it was going. On their way, they got flagged down by a citizen who said they got cut off by that truck and was like, hey, this guy fucking cut me off or this person <laughs> cut me off. You guys got to do something about it. And then they ended up catching Johanna Gardell at McDonald's because during the entire thing, she decided <laughs> to stop she at McDonald's hungry. and get some food. She's like, I got time. Gardell faces a litany of charges, including failure to stop for police, leaving the scene of an accident with personal injury, assault and battery Damn. by means of a dangerous weapon, malicious mischief to motor vehicle... <laughs> Disturbing the peace, disorderly conduct. Man, they put everything on her. And use of a motor vehicle without authority. Dude, that's not That's crazy. Investigation is ongoing. <laughs> <laughs> They'll find something else to put. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. That's and I wasn't sure if I wanted to run with that because I got a couple other really good oh, ones. That's but rough. I figured we may as well get that one in. Sure. I wonder cool. if, could you imagine? <laughs> now, we've had a lot of McDonald's drive through stories throughout this entire <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, this was going on as the guy that was robbing the McDonald's and wanted nuggets? Could you imagine if that was going on inside and then this woman shows up and there's cops flying down <laughs> chasing her? But the guy that was getting the McMuffin really thought it was they were chasing him. That's so funny. I don't know. Anyways, that's what I got for my first one uh my second one finally loaded i think okay this is from fox news out of louisiana Uh oh python escapes from aquarium in mall of louisiana that's not good yeah the blue zoo aquarium inside the mall of louisiana was closed tuesday after a python used in shows to entertain children escaped from its enclosure according to reports the saint george fire department was sent around 10 20 a.m tuesday to find kara who was about 12 feet long oh god do you imagine walking down the mall you see a 12 foot long snake come at yeah, you yeah i will lose my shit dude that does uh, pants full of shit right there. yes officials said the mall was closed at the outset but only the blue zoo was locked down as of noon tuesday while we've created a very secure home for kara our burmese python she, she has slithered out of her exhibit kara is a non-poisonous friendly snake that enjoys her time interacting with guests during our snake education shows shows kara is an adored member of the blue zoo family safety of our animals the utmost importance to us so to ensure care safety we will be closed for the day please check back for updates and opening times wow okay i'm just imagining now a wild animal is a wild animal okay it is that that snake could freak out at anybody at any time yes you always hear those stories of you know uh people that like raise the lion and they're so friendly with them and they're rolling around but one day that lion's gonna it could get pissed off and it exactly. it, it could attack you because yep. it's a wild animal it's a it's a vicious 
vicious creature. No, you're right about okay? that. It's a freaking python. No, I'm just imagining Harry Potter. Yes. I was the scene? Was it the Chamber of Secrets or was it the Sorcerer's Stone? It's the Sorcerer's Stone. When he spoke in, spoke in parcel mouth to the... Well, he, he did that too in the second movie. He did it in both those movies? And then, and then the glass... Well, in, in, the, in the first one, the glass disappeared. Yes. And then yeah. the snake escaped. Yep. And he was talking to the snake. And not then, in parcel mouth. And then Dudley ended up in the enclosure. Yes. <laughs> okay. See, see, I know my Harry Potter. Sure. You always shit on me, but I know my Harry Potter. Sure. Anyways, that's what I'm imagining with this story. Yeah, I was thinking about it too. Now, hopefully, this python wasn't. What was the name of the snake? Nagri. Nagini. Nagini. Yep, that's Vol- Voldemort's snake. Yes. Hopefully, there and Horcrux. You know, this could have been a Harry Potter connection. Could have been because I kind of think that Harry Potter's a real thing, and we're all just <laughs> we're all just muggles. <laughs> Probably. So I wonder if the real Harry Potter is an American. Maybe all the aliens are just wizards. We'll come back to that on episode 40 <laughs> of the show, which is probably going to be Aliens Part 5. <laughs> Anyways, is that is that it for that one? Yeah, that's that it for that one. That's a pretty funny one. That's a good one. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I'd, I, I'd leave immediately. I'll tell you what. <laughs> staying at home and just hiding is sounding like a really good idea yeah, right now man. based on the shit that we've been reporting because we've had monkeys getting out. We've had leopards getting out. Yep. Now we've got pythons getting out in America. Not to mention serval cats getting into people's beds. Anyways, we're going to go back to one of our very first news stories on the entire show. Jetpack? Nope, but uh, episode four of the show, oh. which was one of you. This is like your second news story in the entire podcast. No shit. This is from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Four Seasons Total Landscaping is hosting a concert and tickets sold out in 17 minutes. <laughs> So, back uh, in November, on episode four of the show, the Costco one, mm-hmm. Ben brought up the news story about how the Trump campaign had the Philadelphia press conference at the Four Seasons. Yeah. So, a little bit of background on that, and we talked about how it was at Four Seasons Landscaping. Yeah. Apparently, Trump just tweeted out Four Seasons in reference to where the press conference was going to be at, and he wasn't even appearing at this press conference. It was Rudy Giuliani that was going to be the press <laughs> conference. And this was after election day, but well, the ballots are still being counted so apparently the story was that they thought they were going to get the four seasons hotel which obviously they didn't get they didn't get it but they went to four seasons lands <laughs> <laughs> Which is still the silliest thing that... It was so funny, man. And then, obviously, the pictures of the press conference of them behind that garage door, basically. Yeah. Like, what the fuck They're is In the middle of nowhere. On? And then Giuliani had all his makeup on, and his makeup was, like, dripping off his face during the entire thing, which was a bad look. Right. Not, but, not good for the optics, that's for sure. But apparently Four Seasons Total Landscaping has decided to capitalize on the image that they created, and they're hosting a concert now. See? You know, Trump, see? See what he does for business? Man. I guess so. <laughs> so they've got punk artists Laura Jane Grace and Brendan Kelly. I've never heard of these people. Not sure. Apparently they're part of the Lawrence Arms. I don't know what that is. Not sure. But they're planning an intimate acoustic setup at Four Seasons Landscaping. And it's going to happen on August 30, August 21st at the venue, which is, <laughs> it's not a venue. <laughs> Basically, this garage door is now a venue. Are you kidding me? And in relation to the concert, you know how they have that adult store that was like near the area? Yeah. Apparently, Four Seasons says it would love to partner up with Fantasy Island, <laughs> which is the name of the adult bookstore uh, that's in the area. Yeah. Apparently, they're going to try to like do like a, some, they're going to co-op some merchandise for the concert. Hmm. So. Wow. This is turned into, this escalated really quick. It sold out in 17 minutes and they said it would have sold out a lot quicker had the website not kept crying. 
crashing repeatedly. So how big is this venue? Like how it's, many how many people are going to be at this show? It says acoustic, intimate setup. So I'm assuming well, not like, a crowd. Like 50 people maybe? I would say probably a couple hundred, probably. No shit. I don't know. It's an acoustic setup. Okay, yeah. But it's <laughs> so funny. I, I find that fucking hilarious. That it's funny, man. The, the garage door that Trump did his rally behind, or his press conference behind, is now a concert venue. <laughs> I, I appreciate these people, though. I mean, talk about taking advantage of a situation. Yeah, good for them. Happen. I like good for it. them. Anyways, you got any more news this week? That's all I got, man. All right, I've got, I've got one more. And this is from the register.com, which is a website I've never really been on before. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's a UK website. Sure. But we're going back to Japan on this one. Radioactive hybrid terror pigs have made themselves a home in Fukushima's exclusion zone. Okay, so that's where the uh, nuclear power plant uh, yeah. meltdown, right? Yeah, happened. back in 2011 when the earthquakes and the tsunami hit Japan, the Fukushima nuclear power plant had a partial meltdown. Yeah, it's a problem, so right? Now. It's yeah. a problem, but it's not as bad as Chernobyl, which shut down the entire area within like hundreds of miles. Yeah, but the problem is is that radiation is still being let out down there, and there's nothing they can do about it. Pretty much. It's just, it's just being let into the Pacific Ocean. Pretty much. And in, 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 I don't know how much time, because I'm not a scientist. Yeah, I don't know how that All the fish works. is going to be obsolete at a certain point in the Pacific Ocean. Really? See, I don't know. I mean, probably years down the road, because the Pacific Ocean is really big. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be the entire ocean is going to be radiated? I mean, it's possible. The, the radiation See, I don't know how this shit works. Radiation has c- continued since then. It, it's been it's been pouring into the Pacific Ocean. Really? Ever since that happened. Yeah, it's a really big problem. Apparently, it's not <laughs> affecting the land because they're letting people start to move back in to the area because obviously they had to get they had to evacuate once that happened. Sure. Apparently, they're letting people go back in, like moving back in your house, basically. <laughs> the problem is is that we've got radioactive hybrid terror pigs that have claimed the area for themselves. So I didn't realize that Japan has wild boar like up in the mountains, and Fukushima is like near the mountains, so the wild boar come down. And I guess they've been coming down even before the meltdown happened. Just kind of like in the area. Like not really in the area, but in the area. Yeah. But there's also a lot of farms out in that area. And there's domestic pigs. So what happened is once the meltdown got everybody out, the wild boar had no reason not to come into the city. Sure. They started trouncing into the city. The domestic pigs escaped. Then they started started hooking up with each other. (laughs) Yada, yada, yada. We've got radioactive terror pigs now. Jesus. Apparently they're like very radioactive. And the amount of radiation they have in them is like 300 times like the lethal limit for a human lord so these things are like charged up and they're very aggressive i bet so they're not giving up their lane and it, that it's at, <laughs> they're at the point where they're hiring people to shoot these things just to get them off yeah and no they don't really know what to do about it like you can't eat the meat no you definitely can't eat the meat and they're hybrid they're wild boar domestic pig hybrid so there's something different and i wonder i wonder how many of them are there apparently it's 10 percent of the population is of this like radioactive hybrid genetics so between the domestic pigs that are in the area the wild boar 10% of all that is radioactive hybrid terror pig. Okay. Now, it is speculated that is if they were more, like, cohesive and if they worked well together, they'd be able to, like, conquer the entire island of Japan. But they don't appear to have that ability, so. <laughs> <laughs> according Good. to According, Good. <laughs> according to the register.com. So, oh radioactive gosh. terror pigs in Japan is one more thing we have to worry about. Uh, anybody in Japan, tweet us, at 30 in the, if you're a listener out in Japan. Yeah, there should be uh, a new Olympic sport is radioactive terror pig hunting because we the olympics are going to be in japan this year like we talked about in the last episode right why not have it be a new sport to hunt these things yeah you could do that now i'm sure that PETA would frown heavily on that probably anyways are we ready for the main topic yeah what is the main topic pat so the main topic this week is we're going to spec
speculate as to different people that may or may not have faked their own death. Oh. Is that is that was that? I did one fake their own death, and I did one may or may not have faked their own death. Okay, we're on the I, same page. We're okay, on the same okay, page. yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. Oh, we don't have the same person. I've got four different people I'm going to talk about. Okay, so uh, I'll I'll tell you what. I'll get it started. Sure, 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 sure. The first one that I'm going to do is Hitler. But before I get into Hitler, obviously, if a famous, especially a famous person, if a famous person wants to fake their own death, you have to have a motive to do that. You have to have a reason to want to fake your own death in the first place. So that could be just like wanting to get out of the spotlight or if you're in a lot of trouble trying to avoid charges or something like that, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But you need to have some reason to do it. Next, you need to have an opportunity, meaning something has to happen where you can disappear basically and make it look like you may have died. Sure. Third, you have to have a whole lot of people that are going to help you out along the way to make the whole thing happen because it's just not something that you can just do. Right. Especially if you're famous and you've got like a lot of people following you, it's very difficult to actually make this happen. Which is why a lot of these fake death rumors end up getting kind of poo-pooed really quickly. Sure. Because like how the hell do you pull any of this off? So my first one is Adolf Hitler, which we kind of talked about in the last episode a little bit. Uh, the, the story is that he killed himself in a bunker in Berlin on April 30th of 1945. Him and his wife, Eva Braun, were down there. He shot himself. She took a pill, a cyanide pill, and they died in the bunker on April 30th of 1945. Now, obviously, at the end of World War II, everybody was like, well, Germany has, there's nowhere to go, basically. The Allies are coming in on the one side. The Red Army's coming in on the other side. There's nowhere for Hitler to go. Surrender or die, he chose to kill himself and just not have to deal with the surrender process because could you imagine the trials of Adolf Hitler? <laughs> not good been, in his favor. It would have been absurdity is yeah, what it would have been. Insane. So on May 2nd, 1945, the Russian army, the Red Army, finally made it to Berlin and they took the city. Pretty. There wasn't really much of a fight at that point. It was over. Hitler had already supposedly been dead. Obviously, one of their first goals was to find the body. Right. Because you can't have an entire war against like the worst person that's ever existed in the whole world and not be able to conclusively prove that he died. Right? Right. For sure. So they went into the bunker. They scoured it. They were looking and obviously no body popped up. There are photos of a body, but it's 100% a body double that also ended up either killing himself or dying or somehow got killed. So one of Hitler's body doubles, there's a photo of that that surfaced. But Hitler's body was never actually found. Now what makes the problem even worse is after the war, Stalin insisted that Hitler got away. And he insisted upon this fact until he died. So you've got one third of the power of the world basically because at that point it was the UK, it was the US, and it was Russia. One third of these people are like, yep, no, Hitler got away. And obviously this is also the guy whose army showed up first right. in the Berlin. And Stalin maintained that Hitler got away. Why he would do that when the narrative said he killed himself, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Why would Stalin not go along with the narrative that he was responsible for creating? You know what I mean? Sure. So where the whole story of Hitler committing suicide really comes from, it comes from like the people that were in the bunker with him. Mm-hmm. And obviously the Soviets kind of played into it a little bit because how can you end this entire war, this ridiculous conflict and not have a body? Like Mussolini's body, I think I like dragged through the streets or something. Yeah. Like this, this would have happened had anybody had access to the body. Right. So the story goes that, okay, so he killed himself and Eva killed herself in the bunker and then Hitler's aides 
kids burned the body really quickly and then buried it on site somewhere. Hmm. So that's the story. Right. That's why they didn't find the body. However, it just it doesn't none of it really makes sense because there aren't really witnesses. There weren't nobody heard the gunshot, nobody saw him kill himself. There were no witnesses. Right. So what do you do with that? Well, the Allies had to come up with something because you couldn't be like, Oh well, we, we won the war but we let Hitler get away. Like that would have created a whole lot of social conflict and also it would have created a whole lot of distrust in the forces that be for letting this whole thing happen. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's why the whole conspiracy perpetuates itself. In 1968, the Russians changed their story and were like, actually, we did find the body and we can prove it, basically. But they can't really prove it. There are people out there that are going to say that there was a skull that matched his dental records that they found in Berlin. Nobody can really prove that. There's just people saying it, basically. Sure. So we really don't have a body. At one point, they had a skull that they thought was his and it ended up being a female skull. Yeah. So there's a lot of legends as to, well, did he actually get away? And then a lot of Nazi officers had bases in Argentina and they ended up retreating there towards the end of the war and after the war. And a lot of them lived until like the 1970s and 80s in Argentina and South America. Yeah. And there were a whole bunch of sightings of Adolf Hitler down there. Like at one point the CIA had a whole like a whole guidebook towards identifying Hitler because they thought that he might have gotten away too. Because even the CIA didn't believe it. Right. Even the CIA was planning for the fact that he might have gotten away. The narrative said he died. Obviously a lot of people acted like he didn't die. So obviously there's a huge motive to faking your own death because who who would want to deal with nobody in their right mind would ever want to no. deal with but. and the, the the type of person hitler was yeah he wasn't just gonna give up yeah this was definitely. like the, the craziest human that's ever existed at least no in doubt our memorable he was not gonna go down like that anyways i actually did a project on this in high school it was a top five you had to do a top five european history list and i did the top five european conspiracy theories <laughs> it was a good project but i had to record it on audacity i had to put like a slideshow together with a video it was a pretty cool project i'm proud of you man. i think i did get an a on that no shit but hitler probably didn't die now he'd be dead by now he'd be like 130 years old by yeah now. he'd be dead now you know it just the facts don't line up but it makes perfect sense for them to create the narrative definitely like you know yeah. what i mean so yeah like you definitely need a body in that situation you definitely do and you think of all these other guys that have died like Gaddafi got dragged through the streets saddam hussein got hanged because it feels like you didn't really win exactly you know what i mean you went through all that and he he and he, he kills himself and even if he just escapes like how could the public wouldn't have been able to handle that very well right as definitely. far as i'm concerned yep anyways that's my first one adolf hitler that's definitely didn't kill him definitely didn't kill himself i think he i think he escaped right like, i have a very hard time buying that narrative and you know a lot of people think that uh osama bin laden was never killed because they never released a picture of him dead it was a, it's the same exact and they dumped him in the ocean yeah sure who they, well they who? had to, they had to follow muslim burial laws which says you have to be buried within a certain time frame hmm. i don't know it is interesting though yeah it's interesting and i definitely think you need to look at the full picture not just the official story on these types of things mm-hmm. so anyways definitely what do you got so this one's kind of funny this guy is absolutely ridiculous so you ever heard of timothy dexter maybe was he like some like weird like english nobility person uh no so timothy dexter was a salesperson from boston massachusetts and this guy loved attention he was born in 1748 throughout his life he was determined to make a name for himself right but honestly the majority dude the way this guy gets rich is is absolutely ridiculous okay so he never finished school he dropped out of school when he was like eight years old sure and after spending years on uh, his family farm and he he he, he, he learned a trade he learned how to be a, a leather dresser and right as he wants to start his own leather dressing business he meets a woman and this woman's name is elizabeth frothington i'm, I'm sorry frothingham <laughs> that sounds that's, like her, an a- that's her name frothingham that sounds like an alias elizabeth frothingham and she was a widow and check this out 
her dead husband owned a successful leather shop and he left all of it behind to her so she's rich as shit and she has this huge estate and lo and behold timothy dexter <laughs> he wants to start his own leather shop business and he meets a woman that has a dead husband that left his entire leather shop business to her so he ends up getting married to this elizabeth and he moves into her estate and starts working in the leather shop okay so he but since he lives in this big ass estate he wants to he, he wants to he wants to become a big shot like their neighbor was john hancock oh okay so like he wanted to be a big shot like these guys so he what he did was he went around and he tried like begging the elite for like investment opportunities like to invest in him for like various things or whatever sure and but all the elites they they thought this guy was illiterate they thought he was a fraud and so what they did was to try and bankrupt him they gave him like terrible advice and like terrible (laughs) investment advice and they told him to invest everything that he had into the new continental dollar bills and what's crazy is after the end of the revolutionary war the american revolution yep it ended up going up in value and it it made him a millionaire (laughs) (laughs) it gets funnier man so the elites they're they're pissed off because this guy's ego is ridiculous uh he gets so rich that he wants people to start calling him lord and he's just he's just a big egomaniac and the elites they start to get irritated and shit so they continue to give him horrible investment advice on purpose and somehow in the end dexter just ends up on top he ends up just making all this money from these terrible (laughs) investment advice that these people (laughs) give him and he just ends up winning every single time it's absolutely insane oh my god this guy this guy just got rich off pure luck he never really did anything sure and he ends up building this he ends up buying this this huge mansion and he has 40 statues erected in front of it (laughs) 40 statues one of them of himself okay no i want a statue of myself (laughs) in my house i'm not gonna lie i do that right but one thing was waning on him was nobody liked him he had no friends everybody hated him like nobody liked this guy because he was just a complete dick i know how the story ends so what he did was to prove his worth he stages his own funeral okay (laughs) and he tells his his wife and he tells his family to get in on it and he tells them how to behave during the ceremony and everything so they have the ceremony of his funeral three thousand people attend mostly out of curiosity (laughs) they wanted to see what was going like what was going on yeah and um they laid find him alive after the ceremony in his kitchen beating his wife with a cane oh god because he was upset that she didn't cry enough during the ceremony i don't even know what to do with that he ended up dying not long after that i think he died like maybe eight years or six or seven years after that i yeah. forget but yeah that is the story of timothy dexter <laughs> a movie needs to be made about this guy like, like yeah. a serious like a drama period piece and uh all all that info came from the vintagenews.com and mentalfloss.com interesting i, I saw that one on my research. It's pretty funny, It man. is kind of funny, <laughs> for sure. Anyways, have you ever heard of Princess Diana? Mm-hmm. That was odd. That was weird, wasn't it? Was it was a weird one. And this is, this happened in August on August 31st, 1997. This is the first news story that I remember as a little kid, which is weird. I was only like three years old at the time. Sure. This is the first news story that I remember. So Princess Diana, who had divorced Prince Charles, who's heir to the English throne the year prior, died in a car crash on August 31st, 1997. Uh, it was 
was in the early morning hours. The official story was that her driver was plaster drunk and he crashed into a pillar like in an underpass uh, in her car or her limo or something. She was in the car. Her boyfriend who was named Dodi Fayed was also in the car and he died as well. And he was a uh, Muslim guy who was like of like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That was a very big controversy. The former princess of whatever England being engaged or dating a Muslim guy. Sure. I think they were engaged. I don't know if they were engaged, but I'm pretty sure that they were getting ready to get married at some point. Uh-huh. So that was a huge controversy, her being involved with this guy because he wasn't Christian, yada, yada, yada. Right. So in on August 31st, she died in this car crash, supposedly. Now, it was the whole thing was a mess because the royal family is a mess in and of itself. You know, in the 80s, her and Prince Charles were the perfect couple. You know, they had, uh, what's her name? Shit. Who's the princess? I know Harry. Harry's the, like the cool one and then the other one is, ah, shit. Will William? It's gotta be William. I, th- I think right? it's, it's gotta William. be William. Yeah, it's William. So the, the two little princes, and it was like the perfect little royal family, and it was like Charles is gonna be king one day, right? Which he's like eighty years old, and he's still not king yet. <laughs> yet. But and then it was like the perfect, the picturesque, and she was like she's gonna be queen and all this shit. It was a perfect little picturesque royal family thing, and then obviously her and Charles didn't get along nearly as well as everybody thought they got along, and then they ended up getting divorced in nineteen ninety six after a whole lot of blues bullshit that I'm not going to get into. And then she dies in 1997. Now, if anybody's ever had a motive to fake their own death, I would say it's Princess Diana because you're consistently just bombarded with paparazzi and the royal family bullshit because she didn't have to give up her title after they got divorced. They let her still become a princess mm-hmm. and she still had like some like claim to whatever. So she's still like part of the royal family even though she wasn't really part of the royal family anymore. Sure. And it's just a whole lot of bullshit. The whole royal family thing is complete bullshit. Like, you can look at it today with the whole Meghan Markle Harry thing. It's just yeah. complete, it's complete nonsense. It's, it just, it's just the dumbest thing of all time. But it's always going to follow you because these fucking Brits are obsessed with their fucking royal family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So no matter what she did, no matter where she hid, people are always going to be finding her. You know what I mean? Right. So what better way to get people to stop trying to find you if you're than gone. to fake your own if death? You fake your own death, yeah. So the evidence for this one, I mean, obviously there's a motive. The evidence is that the car crash wasn't really handled properly and the car crash happened in Paris. So that's a kind of interesting anecdote. Apparently Paris handles car crashes differently than what would happen in the UK. Uh, you know, access to the body was weird. Like there weren't really a lot of people that did like an autopsy on it or anything. So there really wasn't much like definitive, like this was actually her that died. A lot of people speculate that it was a different person that died or that mm, she didn't double. Act, or she said she didn't die at all. Like she was in the car crash, but she survived and used it as an opportunity to slip her away. Sure. There's also people that will speculate that she survived and she ended up moving to the United States and whatever, and that she's in contact with her son still, which is interesting, and that she even attended like their weddings incognito, no which shit. is interesting. Yeah. Now, I honestly don't know if I believe this one. I believe that she died. I 100% believe that if she did die, it was because the queen had her killed because there was just so much nonsense. We could do an entire podcast just on this topic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's Princess Diana. Like, I feel like if I was in that situation, if my like time in the limelight kind of faded, you know, you get divorced from like the heir apparent to the throne. Right. I feel like that would be the best thing ever is just to slip away completely. You know what I mean? Right. And obviously different personalities would do different things, but who isn't to say that the whole thing was fabricated on her end? Now, she had the connections. We'll never really know. She had the connections to make it happen. Like her fiance or her boyfriend, he came from 
money in of himself. Like, his father had a lot of money. Who isn't to say that they pulled something off? Right. Anyways, I always thought that was interesting. And it's really weird. Like, even if you don't buy into that theory, there's the whole Princess Diana's death thing is one of the weirdest stories that I've ever gotten into. Because there's just so much bullshit going on the entire time. And if she didn't, if she didn't fake her death, I think that the royal family could be completely sunk if the actual evidence came out. I think you would be able to implicate everybody. Charles would go to jail for murder. The queen would go to jail for murder. Like, <laughs> seriously, I think that that's, sure. that, that's honestly got it. It's possible. Possibly. Yeah. Anyways, that's my second one. That was a good so, one. Yeah, Princess Diana. Hey. I hope, I honestly got I hope that she faked her own death. And I hope that nobody else died. She could be out there listening to this show. Maybe. <laughs> Princess Diana, if you're out there. Please tweet us. Please tweet us. At 30 and uh Yes. <laughs> so, do you have any more uh, people that might have faked their own death? Jim Morrison. Damn it. You know, I got the same one. Son of a bitch. Anyways. So, what do you got about Jim? Jim Morrison. Yeah, so Jim Morrison. You ever heard of the band The Doors? Yes, it's one of my favorite bands. Yeah, man. He was the, the lead guy, lead singer. Yes, he was. He was the lead singer, and he wrote a lot of the lyrics. Now, he didn't write them mm-hmm. all. But he wrote a lot. He wrote a lot of them. Yeah. And he's he was good. He was really good. The Doors are a good band, he's man. A good singer. A good. great band all around. You know, I was thinking about it. Jim Morrison is like the epitome of the 60s. Because he was a huge cultural icon. He probably wasn't the biggest 60s icon. But he was a product of the 60s as much as he was an icon of it. Sure. As far as I'm concerned. Now, one thing that people don't know about Jim Morrison. Do you know who his dad was? Mm-mm. His dad was one of the commanding officers during the Gulf of Tonkin incident in Vietnam. No shit. But you didn't know that. Uh-uh. It's a really weird kind of anecdote. Yeah, that's thing. weird, man. Because he was a military brat growing up. Yeah. Like, he bounced around the entire country. Sure. On different Navy. I think his dad was in the Navy. I think it was Navy bases. So, that's just kind of an interesting anecdote to Jim Morrison. Definitely. Anyways, what do we have about Jim? So, Jim Jim was found dead in his bathtub at 27 years old. Part of the 27 Club. Yeah, so 27 Club, which was a string of musicians. It started off in the 60s with uh, Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones, died at 27 yeah he was found in the pool dead and the official cause of death was a misadventure <laughs> what? and then uh janice joplin died yep supposedly of a drug overdose and uh, uh jimmy hendrix Jimi hendrix died robert well, johnson robert johnson died earlier but in the late 60s and early 70s you know you had janice joplin jim morrison jimmy hendrix and brian jones were the big four mm-hmm. and then uh in the 90s kurt cobain yep and then closer to our time uh amy winehouse was the, one of the most recent people who everybody knew was just going to die because she just had the ridiculous lifestyle. Yeah, were, for sure. It was alcohol and drugs was just how she ran. Right. And I remember reading blog posts about her like it's just a matter of time. It's crazy, so she ended man. up dying at 27 as well. But Jim Morrison is one of the most iconic. Yeah, definitely. And it's a really weird story. So do you want to get into the story? You probably have more on it than I do. I've got a lot on it. but Because this is this is one of my guys. Like The Doors are one of my favorite bands. Right. So, so he had a situation in the United States, a legal situation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, so um, he served some time, I believe. Like He didn't uh, actually serve time. He did, I thought he served like three months. Did he? I don't think he served Maybe I'm time. Wrong. I know that he was out on bail when he left the country. Okay. Yeah, so he, he went to Paris. Yes, he did. And he ended up living in this apartment. And he lived with Pamela Corson. Yep, who was his longtime go- girlfriend. Yeah. And, uh, and it was Pamela who found him. Supposedly. Supposedly. And what was weird was there was no autopsy done on him. And wasn't he buried before 
the news even broke. Yeah, they buried him. They really buried quickly. him like the next day. Or was it within two it days? It was within like it was technically he died on July third of Jan- of seventy one. Yep. Supposedly he was buried on July seventh, but they never there was a closed casket event the entire time and nobody ever actually yeah. saw the body, which is the weird thing. Yeah, nobody ever saw the body. What I read, I I didn't write down the site, but what I read is that the news broke is within two days and he was already buried. Yeah, it was close. It was so it was like, like two that. days. It's insane. Because what ended up happening was a couple days later, the band members of the Doors and Jim was still a member of the Doors at that point. Uh, like obviously the whole legal thing happened and they left the country, but they recorded the track before he left. They recorded the LA Woman album, so that was the last one that he was on. But they sent their band manager out there to Paris just to kind of figure out what the fuck was going on because they heard the story that Jim had died. Now they had heard stories about him dying like previously because he was just kind of an asshole like that. Like he would just kind of say like I'm about to jump off a cliff or yeah. just shit like that. So they were like well you know he's probably not dead. Well, go out there buddy. Go just find out what the fuck's going on. They call him back and they were like it's real. He's dead. And obviously that's a whole big problem because Jim Morrison was like the greatest rock star of all time at that point. There's no way he's dead at 27. The official cause of death was listed as heart failure. Heart, Yeah heart attack heart failure. Now he was 27 years old which is my age. Mm-hmm. It's tough to imagine a 20 even a hard living 27 year old heart failure is it's it's not impossible it's but not it's impossible un, it's, it's unlikely it's difficult even with a heavy drug use it's difficult at that age sure now 35 yeah you could believe that a, You'd a ha- lot easier he would have to do he would have been doing drugs for a long time a lot of drugs for a very long time and he he had been because he was at ucla back in the early 60s you know he was a student back then yeah that a, was the the psychedelic era the yeah you know he probably did a lot of shit and what's weird is there are there's a competing theory about his death because Pamela's theory and this was his longtime girlfriend her theory well I don't know if it's a theory what she said happened was well her the, her story changed a lot too yes and that's the weird thing because that originally she was like well we were at a movie and then he couldn't sleep or something so I told him to go take a bath and he was in the bath at 6 o'clock in the morning when she woke up and she found himself in the bath dead there's another theory out there that he died at a club in Paris nightclub yeah uh, and he was doing heroin at the club he was snorting heroin and he died in the bathroom and that they found him and they realized he was dead because he had all the signs of heroin overdose like the bloody nose and the foam and everything and that the club didn't want to have be the be the club that jim morrison died in so they were able to smuggle his body back into the apartment and drop him in the bathtub yeah i don't know about that one which is it's complicated yeah but there's a lot of people out there that'll speak to that theory there's like celebrity drug dealers that'll tell that story there's a lot of people that'll tell that story but there's another theory that the cia took him out now that one i don't agree with because the only evidence is well he was a culture counterculture icon yeah but taking one taking the a government cul- did not want the, the government didn't want that shit to happen though but killing an icon just idolizes them even further as far as i'm concerned well just just think every time there's a big cultural icon person i mean think about it they, they end up dead i don't know about that i mean mlk he was shot dead taylor swift still with us true i think that pretty much invalidates that policy sure <laughs> anyways it's it's a crazy theory yeah that he might have faked his own death now did he have a motive yes i would say yes obviously he couldn't handle stardom effectively if you're dying at 27 after being a rock star you can't handle that shit sure so obviously he had all the destructive tendencies because he was arrested for indecently exposing himself in miami like the year prior a couple years prior uh alcohol was up the wazoo he was an insane alcoholic drugs were off the wall and like his live performances were all over the place like you never knew what the fuck he was gonna do 
do at these live performances. So you combine all that, and you combine like his weird like poetry shit and everything else that he had going on. And he was a really well-read and an intelligent person, despite all of that. Who isn't to say that he decided he was just done with the whole rock and roll thing? Sure. And decided to slip away. Now, there's lots of people out there that claim that they have seen him or have interacted with him, like in like the public. Like, there's a guy, there's like a homeless guy in New York right now that everybody thinks is Jim Morrison. Well, apparently he's in Oregon State, and he's yeah. under the in his name is William Lawyer. Yeah, and that's the most prevalent theory out there that I've seen. And that concept stems from his former bandmate Ray Manzarek, who yeah. was a keyboardist on the Doors, and he died in 2013. I remember listening to the radio. I was in the car with my father when I found out that he died. So I was, I'm a Doors fan, so I was sure. like, oh shit, he's dead now. But yeah, he he said that he had a conversation with him in 1970. Really? Um, now 1970 was before Jim Morrison died. Yeah, that he had a conversation with Jim that was about like faking death and shit. Really? Yeah. And he, he did. He, he and he said in an interview. I watched I was the watching interview. On I watched YouTube, the interview. Yeah. He said that he would have been the guy to do it. Yeah, and he said they wouldn't be surprised if Jim turns back up at some point. It's interesting. It's obviously a culture icon like him. Obviously, the rumors are going to spread. It's like Elvis sure. or any of these. Yeah, Tupac. Tupac you know. is the other one. But dude, that that dude that um, have you ever seen the movie Straight Outta Compton? No. Really, really good. The the guy that right at the end of the movie. Um, so it, it's about N.W.A. the 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 rap group N.W.A. Yep. And later on in the movie, there's this scene. It's after I think it was after uh, Easy E died and everything. But Dr. Dre has Tupac in the booth briefly, and it shows Tupac rapping in the booth. I don't know who what I don't know who they found to play Tupac in that movie, but it looked just like him. Like oh no shit. Like like it was insane. It looked just like him. I was like, dude, that's Tupac. He came back to play himself in his in, in a movie. It's freaking Tupac. There are some guys out there that <laughs> kind of look like him. Did you ever see uh, All Eyes on Me? I saw. I, I heard it sucked. Uh, it was terrible. I saw that in the theater. <laughs> yeah, because you are a Tupac fan. Nah, you used to be. Fan is a strong word. You used to you used to listen to Tupac all the time. Not I, all the time. I, I remember you had a CD in your car of Not Tupac all the time. <laughs> Anyways, I like Tupac. I listen to him. Yeah. Anyways, you know what? He was originally gonna play Mace Windu. Y- yeah. In Star Wars. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, you could pull it off. Yeah, we could do a whole thing on Tupac. We're not doing that though. But that was Jim Morrison, at least. Yep, that's Jim Morrison. Yeah, he's one of my favorite rock icons. I had a poster of him as the Lizard King in my bedroom for a while. <laughs> it was really cool. Anyways, I got one more I want to get into. Do you have any more? No, I'm all set. This is my last one for this episode. Are you familiar with Leonard Nimoy? Leonard Nimoy. Please tell me you are. Please tell me you're not fucked with me right now. Explain. Uh, describe. He's an yeah. actor. Leonard Nimoy. What is he in? Star Trek. He played Spock. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> are, you, are you familiar <laughs> with I him? am very familiar. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, he played Spock in the original series and then the subsequent movie films. Yeah. And then in... He was even in like... You know how they restarted the franchise? I don't know if you knew that they restarted the, like the Star Trek movie franchise like 12 years ago. Oh, oh yeah. He was in a. They're, they're pretty good. At least one of those. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Um. Anyways, he died in 2015 of lung. I think it was lung cancer is what it was because he was a he was a smoker until the day he died. Yeah. He was in his 80s, but the conspiracy theory exists that he faked his own death. Hmm. And what's really ridiculous is he faked his own death to assume control of the Illuminati. 
I don't know. I don't know if I can get behind this. This is an actual theory that's out there. Apparently, the theory goes that the way that Star Trek like kind of rose to power, it started off in the '60s and it maintained its popularity pretty much throughout, even until today. Like we're still doing the Picard show today. It's been popular for yeah, fifty it's, years. It's now. honestly a good show. It's I, pretty good. I like Star Trek. I like the Next Generation the most. But even the yeah, old, even like, the old show yeah. is good. I like the old movies with uh, Kirk and Spock in it. Yeah, those are good. I like those. I'm not. I haven't seen the new ones. So I can't really comment on the Wrath of Khan or whatever the or Into Darkness. I think was the newest. I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, I like. I really like the ones with Picard and Data. And, yeah, I like the Next Generation yeah. at least. I haven't seen yeah. those. I haven't seen those movies though. Like They're good. Ne- Star Trek Nemesis and that's good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it at some point. I have. We can let you borrow it at some point. Sure. Anyways, so Leonard Nimoy. Basically, the theory goes that Hollywood started to get popular in the '60s, which isn't really a real thing, but they're trying to say that his popularity as an actor coincides with the control that Hollywood has assumed over time. So like it started the coalesce power in the 60s after becoming really popular in the 50s and the 40s and even the 30s. And that Leonard Nimoy is kind of like the focal point of Hollywood's popularity <laughs> and that it expands over time. And since Hollywood obviously is a dominant force these days in terms of cultural programming, in terms of telling people how to think basically. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. That Leonard Nimoy has always existed on the forefront of all of this. And I don't no man his death kind of was a surprise to a lot of people because nobody really knew that he was sick or anything a lot of times these old people just kind of die like yeah. a lot of times you hear that somebody's sick or whatever well he just kind of died the one day and it was lung cancer or something to do with his lungs the theory is that he didn't actually die and he assumed control of the illuminati due to his hollywood connections now what's really weird is back in 2016 which would have been a year after his death remember the death of antonin scalia former supreme court justice mm-hmm. he died under mysterious circumstances and i'm sorry he was probably assassinated it just it didn't it didn't none of it adds up his death doesn't add up it's really there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that is used as full evidence to say that he just died of natural causes basically sure the theory goes that it was all because of leonard nimoy's illuminati connections that he formulated and that leonard nimoy assassinated (laughs) antonin scalia in 2016 it should have been on our assassination uh yeah episode you know i had this one in the back of my head but i didn't really think of it so leonard nimoy faked his own death to assassinate antonin scalia and obviously this was part of some illuminati plot to swing the supreme court hollywood's way the problem is uh, the whole thing kind of backfired on them <laughs> yeah so that's the theory that's all i got on that one that's interesting anyways if you guys have any more comments on any of the material that we created today any of the faked deaths you have any more nope i'm all set so if you guys have any more comments you guys want to make any people that you may have thought faked your own death if you have faked your own death please tweet us at 30 in the yes please tweet us if you faked your own death and if you are still listening to the show so i feel like this is kind of show that you'd want to listen to after death sure like i feel like i'm gonna get buried with headphones playing the show (laughs) for sure anyways on that note are you about ready to get out of here i think that's it it's been a long day i had some incidents getting into the studio like usual so yeah it was pretty bad today it was pretty funny funny. about as bad as it got so (laughs) anyways thank you guys for listening please check us out on facebook please check us out on twitter and if you guys know how to market a podcast (laughs) please get in touch with us and help us out tweet us and share it with your friends share our posts on the facebook share it with your facebook friends share it with your twitter friends definitely tell everybody you know about the show force them to listen to it make them listen to it be aggressive it's the only way we're going to succeed so get violent we we don't usually advocate violence on 4 30 in the morning but we're going to make an exception this week (laughs) 
to advertise our show. So on that note, peace. Dude, Bobcats. I need to show you the moth that I saw in my backyard today mowing my grass. Okay, and we're also going to have to put this up on the Facebook and on the Twitter. Look at the size of this moth. It was massive. See, I don't have any frame of reference as to what it's sitting on. It's it's a big, it's a, it, that's a, that's a stump. That's a big ass stump. Like how many inches wide, roughly? What about like that? So you're saying that's a foot wide, 10 inches wide? Maybe, yeah. Maybe not So that quite. moth is six inches? Yeah, dude. It was big. It's huge. It oh was the biggest God. moth I've ever seen in my life. We're going to have to put that up on the on the Twitter and on Facebook. Yeah, it's huge, bro. It scared the shit out of me, too. I, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Now, where did you see this? At your house? My backyard, yeah. What were you doing out there? Just like I was, mo- I was mowing my grass. Cutting the grass? Yeah, I got to yeah. do that again. Yeah, me too. Again. Cutting the grass. I mowed it today, and it already needs to be cut again. Yeah, mine needs to be cut again. <laughs> Anyways. So, you have a really big moth in your yard? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was Mothman at first. <laughs> okay, that entire segment's probably going to be getting cut. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to dive into one real quick. Sure. Are you familiar with the former rock star Jim Morrison? Damn it. That's my second God, one, dude. Damn it. Yep, Jim Morrison. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll skip that one. I'll let you do it. You, you, you can do it. Go no, ahead. We'll we'll do it later because... All right. Well, okay, that's fine. Cut. <laughs> Cut. I don't have much on him, so we can both do it. Yeah, we'll be able to do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, do you got any more today? All I have was Jim Morrison. Okay, I did Jim Morrison as well. So I, I know you. You said it before, Diana. We're gonna cut that. <laughs> we're gonna cut that segment, and we're gonna make it flow organically. All right. Cut. So, do you have any more uh, people that might have faked their own death? Jim Morrison. Damn it! You know, I got the same one. Son of a bitch. Anyways, so what do you got about Jim? Jim. So. Jim Morrison, he was found in his bathtub. He was 27 years old, so he's part of the 27 uh, 27 Club. You ever heard of the 27 Club? Yes. Why don't we get into who Jim Morrison was before we... (laughs) (laughs) Cut. Why don't we, like, establish who he is? (laughs) Some guy named Jim was found in the bathtub. That's all we know. Anyways, 